is KTP Media Podcast. I am your fierce leader, Vic Muscat. We see ring announcers all over professional wrestling, and they always have the same old, same old. Not trying to discredit any ring announcers. I just want to point that out because I know people think I'm going to take shots at ring announcers. They have the suit. They have the tux on. And I get it, tradition, but it doesn't feel like they're one of the boys, one of the people in the crowd. Our guest today, he breaks that mold, and he is definitely one of us. He is from Blitzkrieg Pro. He is Phil McNannis. You got it right, man. That's good. Sorry about the stuttering at the end. It's all good, man. It's a mouthful, dude. I have a hard time with it sometimes. Uh, So how you been today, man? How's your holiday? I'm pretty good, man. Christmas was magical, man. I got a 10-year-old daughter, so it's always, like, like, really fun. Um, got some good gifts, dude. Had had a good time. Had some good food. Put on a couple pounds that I now need to take off. But uh, you know, it's good. Yeah, typical holidays, you know. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Yeah, I have a four and a two year old, and it was kind of like uh, like, don't get into that. No, don't stop playing with that toy. Don't, 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 don't. Yep. It's hard to keep their attention. That's for sure, man. Uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> I like it, dude. I don't know. I, I'm more. Uh, I have a harder time when my kiddo's not around. How's that? So, professional wrestling. How did you get into the business? Um, I grew up a fan, like like all of us. Um, I remember one of my earliest memories is watching uh, WCW on my grandfather's lap at like God, four years old, five years old, looking at Ric Flair, like Arn Anderson, friggin' uh. The classics, dude. And I grew up with an appreciation for the sport. Um, I then started working at uh, Comic-Cons, and I ran a um, radio show that I did for years, and I started working with wrestlers, interviewing wrestlers, going on the scene with them. Did some work with uh, DDP back in the day, Raven, Buff Bagwell, people like that. And um, it always stuck. I was always friends with these people and doing convention appearances, interviews, And then I started working marketing for uh, companies and just doing sponsorships and other wrestling promotions. And I found Blitzkrieg, which was this punk rock run wrestling community, not just a wrestling promotion, a community of people who put on these just banger shows. And we hire the best wrestlers on the planet, in my opinion, right now. I mean, we work a lot with the creative pro guys from New York. And I mean, they're star makers, dude. And so I met with Jeremy and one thing led to another. I was bringing in names, uh, doing appearances with people. And then I remember just working a ring announcing a couple of shows and then just saying, I'm going to do this all the time now and I'm going to make it my own thing. And um, like you were saying, I, I didn't want to be your typical, just put a suit on and do that. I wanted to put my own little flair to it. And um, <clears throat> the Blitzkrieg Pro fans are called the Blitzkrieg Faithful. So I look at myself as the voice of the faithful. So when I go out there and do that, I'm not just calling their names, man. I'm out there having just as good a time as you guys. I'm trying to get you guys hyped up. I'm trying to jump up myself, get in there, get in your face. You'll see me in tank tops, dude. You'll see me in fucking like sweatshirts. I, I'm, I have a fashion sense all of my own for this. It's, it's the punk rock roots, man. I'm covered in tattoos. I love professional wrestling and I work in professional wrestling now. It, it's, the dream, man. It's great. It's fun. It's being able to know these guys before they become famous, which got a lot of them are. I mean, two years ago, MJF was wrestling Blitzkrieg, you know? It's 
you never know, man. You do. So what were some of your favorite ma matches growing up that you remember? Um, uh, One that really hit me was Mr. Perfect. I loved Kurt Henning. Was a huge Kurt Henning fan, dude. His shit with Brett, that was top-notch. I was a ravishing Rick Rude guy. Loved his feud with Warrior. Um, for matches, one of the best matches I've ever seen live, I... Uh, it's a it's a taboo name, but I was at Royal Rumble in Boston and I saw Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. And that match was that was a masterpiece. And uh recently I just went and saw uh Kenny Omega and MJF at Collision. And in the in the hype video the weeks after, like you'll you'll if you watch it, I'm on there just like this the whole time. Like they put they put me in the footage, which was pretty funny. That's really cool. That was all. That was also a classic match. Oh yeah, that was great. That was my. That was that was a fucking phenomenal match to watch live, man. I gotta say, for the matches I've seen live, like from WWE, AEW, WCW, that was a standout, man. That was a great contest they put on, dude. It was beautiful. Did you expect that match to be as good as it was? Oh yeah, I mean, it's. I knew going in there once they announced it two weeks before it was going to be Omega and MJF. I'm like, this is his chance to shine. It's his chance to work with a legend, and they're going to put on something amazing. I mean, they couldn't not. They needed to. It was like the highlight of the show, the main event. They were hoping it would sell tickets. It did. I mean, there was a pretty good crowd there that night. I'll say that. So the first time you were behind the mic at a Blitzkrieg Pro ring, did you have any nerves, or were you just so used to it that it was just kind of like second nature? Well, I was stoned, so that helped. Um, it was actually <laughs> That at, always helps. Um, it does. It was at a, a pot festival that we do. I forgot what it was called. I think it was called the Roll Up that year. And uh, the Wu Tang Clan was there, dude. Like it was, it was crazy, man. It was a crazy rap show. They put wrestling on in the middle of the field, and they're like, "We don't have an announcer." Like, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's do it. I'll do it. Let's go." So the mic system wasn't working good, dude. I was essentially trying to scream at one point because the mic died. Like. It was wild. And I, I figured if you can survive this, bro, you can do anything. And I never had a problem being like the center of attention, mind you, like someone in the center of things, like who has to run it. I did theater. I worked I was a radio I worked at a radio show, like I said. I uh did a lot of shit with the walking dead back in the day. So like I've I've kind of been used to like putting myself out there and I have a fun time doing it, man. It's it's part of the gimmick, man. It's a good, any good gimmick is you dial yourself to 11. And the way I look at ring announcing is, is I'm not just going to be the ring announcer. I'm going to have a gimmick and I'm going to dial myself to 11 to go out there to make sure everyone has a great time from top to bottom in a Blitzkrieg show. You're not just looking at someone announcing the matches. You're looking at someone who's just as excited about the card as you are. So... This is what I like about, you know, doing, like, if you're the first time re-announcing, you were really stoned. If people didn't like it, all you have to say is, like, I was fucking stoned. What do you expect? Well, I was at a pot festival where everyone was stoned, bro. Yes. So, I mean, I could, I might have said, like, who the fuck knows what I said, dude. But, like, everyone had a good time. That's what I know, dude. Like, everyone was so chill with it. Everyone was high. It was, it was crazy, dude. It was a really big festival, too. We had a good show out. I mean, it's. People were there to see Wu-Tang playing. We were wrestling and we were showing them that shit too. It's fucking dope, man. Like it was, it was a very happy, very happy-go-lucky, easy crowd. Whereas like, if you said, hey, you're going to do a show in Springfield at um, 
like white lion that that's different like i mean i get i get to get ready for that like are you gonna go do the luau it's more like oh shit what am i gonna wear dude like i gotta get something fucking like loud so was there anyone when you were announcing as your as your ring announcer is there any like ring announcers on tv or something you influence your style um, I mean, you can't help but think of all the classics, dude. Like, I mean, Michael Buffer, um, and, um, oh God, dude, the thing, like, I mean, that's one, but I, I really don't look to model like Justin Roberts or anyone like that. I'm just me. I'm Phil. I'm, I'm the voice of the faithful. I am, I'm doing my own thing. I'm, 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 I'm just fucking happy to be there, man. It's like, there's a body of work before me that I'll never amount to because that's not me. I'm, I'm me. And that's how, this is how I'm going to do it. So I'm not trying to like mimic their style or do what they do what they do. Cause what they do is so amazing. And like, even the other ring announcers out here on the Indies, there's so many good ones who are just like, man, the way they hit those octaves, just you feel it, you get more excited, dude. And that's what I want. I just want excitement. I want to get people excited because I'm excited to be there, whether it's 20 people, 200 people, a thousand people, I'm just as excited to be there because I love, the sport of professional wrestling and I love bringing it to the masses and I love being amongst people who love it as much as I do. So what are some of your favorite events that you worked for? Um, no doubt dream mania down in Florida. Uh, what we did for triple B, you know, big shout out triple B, man. We love you. Um, the shit we did with him was incredible dream mania. If you guys haven't seen it or looked upon it, um, check out dream mania. We took a child who, was dealt a very unfortunate hand and a sister who was dealt a very unfortunate hand as well. And we tried to raise as much money for them and do as much as we could to um, fulfill his dream of being a wrestling superstar. So he did a show. Flo Rida wrapped him to the ring, dude. It was him and Mojo Raleigh and Summer Rae against uh, Steve Macklin, Sean Spears, I believe, and a couple other people. And we filled the arena in Orlando and Dream Mania, Charlie and the Dream Machine, they raised a ton of money and Afterwards, I got met backstage by them and I gave them a contract for Blitzkrieg Pro and we brought Triple B up to Springfield and did uh, Look My Way, which is something I am extremely proud of. Um, myself, Jeremy, Bree, um, we all worked together to put on a really special show. We had Sabu, Ethan Page, Kalisto, Triple V. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful, man. It was a really good time. Triple V was in the main event. Uh, it was me, Kalisto, and Triple V versus BSK and uh, Mark Smart Mark Sterling. And uh, it was it was just great to go out there and like they hit the music with uh, and I wasn't a ring announcer that day. I was part of the match, you know. And uh, it was dope, man. It was my, definitely my favorite one. My favorite one that I've announced so far. Um, man, I had a really good time two shows ago, and. Um, Fall Back Down, that was what it was called. And uh, it was a great show. We had the Bod Villains there, uh, Sunny Kiss. But the Bod Villains versus Shook Crew, uh, Bryce Donovan, Bobby Orlando, who are two of the best in the business, man. Friggin', uh, that was a great match. It was fun to call, and it was great to introduce the Bod Villains, to work with uh, Matt and them on their entrance, what they wanted to do to make it unique. It's just, it's, I love that. I love people who have a unique, real fun entrance, like, my absolute favorite favorite person to, to bring to the ring, like, and I never had to bring them to the ring because they were our champions. So I get to do a champion's introduction, which is where they're both in the ring and 
in this quarter, the challenger, then in this quarter, the champion. Andy Brown is my favorite person to bring to the ring, the thick daddy, because he is just such a nice fucking guy. He's such a great wrestler, and it's just so much fun to say thick like that. Like, I'm not even going to lie, dude. It's so much fun. Currently dealing with injuries, and you not? Yeah, he's dealing with a knee injury right now. We'll be crowning a new Blitzkrieg Bedlam champion at the Restival on December 31st in our main event, which is Ladder Hell. Yeah. Let's talk about Restival for a second. Yep. Just tell tell my audience what exactly is Restival <laughs> in general. The Restival is... Oh, hold on, I just lost an earbud there. That's funny. Uh, the Restival is the WrestleMania of independent wrestling. It is where we have a bunch of people get together who are own promotions and they run them all the same over a few day period. And you highlight some of the best workers in the business. Um, this year, I am so proud and so excited to be a part of Restable with, um, we have such a card. I mean, we have the Grizzled Young Veterans and Miracle Generation, man. I, I, you don't even need another match on the card. That match alone is going to be just mind-blowing. We're going to be crowning a new Bedlam champion, like I said. We also have um, Alan Angels there, Sunny Kiss. It's it's going to be a great card. I am so excited about this show, and I know we're going to blow it out the water. Last year, we opened with Alex Shelley and Eric Price, and that was just incredible. And, I mean, it's just there's nowhere to go but up from here. And the rest of it itself, man, I mean – December 31st, 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, Blitzkrieg Pro. It'll be on IWTV Live, man. Um, you can stream it right from their site. And you can watch live, be part of it. And it's it's well worth the price. That's for sure. I'm just wondering, with all the internet, because if you go on social media, you see a lot of social media hate when it comes to professional wrestling, which is actually, mm -hmm. I think, it's the main re reason why our society is crumbling. If you're trying to tear down wrestling, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. People are weird. There, there's there's a weird crowd amongst everybody, you know. Have you ever brought anyone in where someone from social media said something that was like out of line just because he's trolling and because you bring in like a oh, former AEW talent, former NXT talent. Uh, you bring in everyone. Yeah, we bring in everyone. I really um we never really had any problems with anyone. I mean, it's, I've never had a problem with anyone in general. I mean, I know there are people who have heat in the business for things they said that weren't um, politically like aligned with where most people look. And I mean, I, that's neither, neither here nor there. I don't look at like outside politics as I do like my locker room and stuff like that. Like, I mean, uh, we dream mania Austin Aries is there and Austin Aries is like, he's, He's a heat bag a lot of the times, his opinions. But, I mean, dude, great guy. I mean, we shot the shit about wrestling for a good half hour down there, like, backstage just shooting the shit. Like, I love Austin Aries. Like, it's – there's people out there who have different opinions. And when you don't share those, it's easier. Just it's – I'd rather everyone get along. And, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of opinions like that. But I like to keep it out of the locker room and – more like let's just be here for the love of each other, the love of the fans, the love of pro wrestling. And it's that's what it is, man. It's a love fest. And that's why I love working Blitzkrieg. It's like work is work. Personal is personal. Keep your personal yeah. stuff. Yep, absolutely, man. It, it's there's a lot of the things that 
people um, don't realize is unless you're there, you really don't know. And um, there is locker room code. There's respect amongst the boys. Like it, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. And um, a lot of people who don't really know, like to pretend they do know, and I won't name names or name like what, what I'm talking about, but it's more, uh, not every Phil is an asshole. Let's just say that. You, you can call out names, Vic Muscat. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> so, so if you could, what would your Blitz Creek dream match be like? My dream match, um, dude, Miracle Generation and uh, Grizzled Young Veterans is up there right now, man. Like, I am so excited to watch that. I'm, I'm more excited to like bring it in. Like, that's dude, just being the announcer of that match is so it's 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 awesome. I'm so excited for it, dude. Um. Other dream match. Let's see here. Um, I'd love to see Ichiban and Leo Sparrow put some work together. That'd be fun. They're two great independent wrestling guys right now that I absolutely adore their work. Um, PJ Crawford. I love watching him wrestle anybody. Um, Akira. My God, that guy's talented. I love Akira. Um, Andy Brown. He's put on some clinics for us, dude. Like, but. I mean, I'd love to see Will Ospreay like in Blitzkrieg one day. I mean, he just signed AEW, so that's out the window for me, man, trying to get someone like him in, but that's what I'd love to see live and work with is Will Ospreay. What are some of the most important traits do you need to be good at a ring announcing? Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't know. I think we're gonna have um sometimes it's Understand that sometimes, no matter how much fun you're having, was my own problem. Saying less is, you know, probably needed sometimes. I can get a little ahead of myself and be a little too crazy. Um, try not to swear. That's my problem. I have a sailor mouth occasionally. And when we put on non-family friendly shows, it's easier for me when it's a family friendly PG affair. Still not dropping an F-bombs pretty hard. And I've, I've messed up a few times. Sorry, Kirby. Um, and I will get better at it. I am getting better at it. But, um. Making sure your voice lasts throughout the entire show. That that is something that's very important because when you're hitting those big names and hitting those like you know, like trying to make it go out, like I mean, hop down and then let it go, dude. Like it's if you're doing a bunch of those in a row, like you get a bunch of people to do and you get a big card, it can make it tired. So now, Bliss Creek Pro is no longer doing events at this time in infield, infield Connecticut. Well, it's not no longer doing events. What happened is uh, the the Pierogi Hall, God love the memories we made there. Um, they're under new ownership. We're not sure if we're going to be going back there or not. It depends on what they want to do in the place. Um, we've been doing stuff in Holyoke, Gateway City Arts. We're doing a show coming up in Westfield um, in February, and we're doing right at the Restival in Worcester. Man, we're we just did Brattleboro um, this past summer, too, and we're coming back to you guys out that way, I think, probably, like, maybe this summer or maybe earlier, maybe spring. Who knows? But, I mean, we're, we're trying to get as many places as possible. But, I mean, the Pierogi Hall was, like, the home location for a long time for our big blowouts, like like the Luau. That's our WrestleMania. That's, that's going to be missed. I hope we can come back. I'm, heard, I'm happy to hear that the last Brattleboro event – the, the, the attendance didn't discourage Blitzkrieg Pro not to come back. 
Because it's oh, like no, no, no. Columbus we Day weekend. It's like a big deal around here with all the festivals and the fairs and everything like that. And it I wasn't was even like, more of that. It was also we uh we were doing a makeup date on that show too. So a lot of the people who pre-ordered tickets and a lot of the times when we were supposed to be there, we, we kind of figured like the crowd's probably gonna be half what we imagined it would be if we really did it on time. So when you move a show date and you like announce it like two weeks before you're coming back, you're not expecting the great Scott. You're just making sure to go and give everybody a good time. Well, it's glad to hear that it was expected because I was just like, it's usually not like this. It's just a bad weekend. Oh, yeah. We did a show before on the, out in Rattleboro that was great, and we had a good attendance there. That's one thing I noticed about you guys is you guys are a loud crowd. I love that. You guys are fun. You're there to have a good time. You're there to chant. When I put the hand up, you guys just go right into what I know you're going to do. It's perfect, man. You guys have a great chemistry as a crowd you're nice and loud you give you gave kirby that road warrior pop which was awesome man Brattleboro's not bad i'm from brookline i'm like 20 minutes outside of bravo nice i'm like i'm nice. like bravo is kind of like the city area i'm like in the woods i'm like buried myself oh, there you know reading everything on the headlines these days you know i just want to bury myself with my kids <laughs> just... there you go stay in the woods out of everybody's way so, what is the greatest piece of advice anyone's given to you? God, man. Um, I have no stay humble. I mean, work hard. You know that that's that's good advice. I mean, um, keep your head up through the hard times. It, it's like Rocky Balboa said: "Tough times don't last; tough people do." That that's a good one. So, Rocky, I'll say Rocky probably gave me the best advice I ever got. What is uh? What do you wish everybody understood about professional wrestling? Um, that these people put their bodies on the line every time they step in that ring, and it's one take. It's it's there's no stuntmen. There's no Harper. Oh shit! Hey, I just lost you, Mike. That could have been my fault. That nice. Still don't hear you. It's like you muted. Here, let me go check one. Ah. Uh, that could have been my fault. Yeah, just just have to unmute your mic. All right, go. how about now, man? We yeah, good? sorry about that. I could have hit something. I'm like, I see my daughter grabbing a stool, and she's two years old. Oh. It's a climb oh. up the and I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. I was like, don't you dare. Don't you dare grab it. You know, uh -huh. you know I, I give you a bribe to be good. Don't, 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 don't. That's funny. Kids are great. Yeah, kids are great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my daughter right now, and have you ever imagined what life would be with a with a daughter? Because I can never. It's came out for me the best way possible, but I didn't expect it uh, that way. I'm a girl dad. I'm I'm like through and through the girl dad, dude. Like I love being a girl dad. She's my best friend. We um we like a lot of the same stuff. She's super chill. Like we've we have a big Disney problem and Universal problem. Um, she's ten. She's been thirteen times. 
So it's, I'm, I'm bad. Like I was real bad with it. Like we, we love going to vacations to like Disney world universal. We go to six flags all the time, Nickelodeon universe. Like, I mean, we're big theme park people, dude. Like we try and go out and have as much fun as possible. Like in everything we do. I love being a girl dad. It's great. Yeah. I can't wait when my, I can't wait when my kids drag me on a roller coaster. I'm okay with fast speed. I'm okay with good side. Whoop to whoop. So, God, yeah, <laughs> Come on, oh, dude. Me and my daughter were there for Velocicoaster opening weekend, man. And like, it was, it blew our minds. It was so much fun, dude. Like, down at Universal. That's a great ride. I can't wait for Epic Universe next year. And no, not well, 2025 technically, but it's close enough to call it next year now with all that new stuff going down there. We're going to be there opening week. Yeah, I think the week between Christmas and New Year's is kind of like you can stay next year and. Oh, yeah. People know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. So if professional wrestling never existed, what would you be doing? Uh, marketing still, working in advertising, creating campaigns, stuff like that. Something creative. I like being creative. But you said, I mean, throughout this interview, you sound like you have such an awesome job, and if never existed, you'll just have a boring nine to five. No, no, no. I'd still be, I'd, I'd be doing the comic book side. I'd be doing like the boxing side. I'd be doing, like, I don't know, man. I'd find a way to make it where I could do something I love as not just a hobby, but it's like a career if I could still. And marketing did that. I mean, I worked for Harley before. I've worked for Barnstorm Cycles. I've uh, I've done stuff with the band Bowling Pursuit with Harley Davidson. I've done um, a lot of cool marketing campaigns, man, like with uh, B-Leaf, uh, Verbizier. I work with a lot of marijuana dispensaries. I'm a big cannabis enthusiast and like about the healing powers. I'm a hippie with that stuff, man. Like it's... My other passion, so I'd probably still work in marketing or the cannabis fields, man. Have you ever thought in your lifetime that they would legalize weed in most states? No, no, <laughs> no, man. I remember like smoking weed, like hidden outside by a Taco Bell, like trying to sneak in there and pretending we're not high. Now there's four dispensaries on the way to Taco Bell, and I mean, I'm here for it, man. Like it's cheaper, it's better, like it's. I'll, I'll take it, man. I. Marty McFly didn't tell me about this in the future, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, I grow quite a few plants each year and takes care of my anxiety, takes care of a lot of things. Absolutely, man. It, it's, it's, I don't know what I'd do without it. How's that? <laughs> Healthy sleep and also awesome fallback. If someone says, hey, that episode sucked. Well, I was fucking stone right, did it. What do you expect? <laughs> oh, like, well, I don't want to blame it on weed, but you know, there we go. There you go. If I if my kids weren't around, I would join you right now. There you go, buddy. Um, but no, man, it's I I'd do that for sure. I'd still I'd still be in a creative type of field because I'm too hyper, man. I'm too wild. Like I need to run free. Has there ever been anyone in, who's come to Blitzkrieg Pro from like a like former WWE, former AEW guy that you were just starstruck over? I smoked a joint with Sabu. That was pretty dope. Like my awesome. my eighteen my my sixteen to eighteen year old self was pretty fucking starstruck about that, dude. Like I looked at him like, "Hey, dude, I got some good weed. Want to go smoke in the garage?" He goes, "Absolutely." So I went up the elevator and we're just shooting the shit. Took a couple snapshots with him, dude. I'm like, "I gotta get a picture of smoking weed with Sabu, man." I'm like, why the fuck not, dude? Like, 
so that was that was a starstruck moment um anyone else really not really i mean i met a lot of really nice people dude like um eric rowan um he's just a wonderful human being i love eric he was i spent three days with him for the blitzkrieg show that we did with him in uh last year i think it was and uh yeah, he he's he's just a really good person, man. Like I still talk to him like once in a blue moon. He's good people. Same with Manny Kalisto. Like he's amazing. Mojo Raleigh is one of the nicest and best human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good people, man. Yeah, but still smoking a joint with Sabu. That's oh yeah, that's, that was leg it was that's legendary status right there. No matter what anyone says, that's legend status. I uh, I had a good time with it. That's for sure. I've I, there's other people I have smoked with, but I cannot tell. He don't mind if I tell, but other people I cannot tell. Well, it just shows how divided our some states is okay, some states it's not okay, some states is okay but frowned upon. It's just well, it's not even it's not even that. It's more like I mean, it's just there's a personal trust between friends and people in the business who like you know some people don't want people to know that they do, you know. And I respect that, but I mean, it's, there's a lot of people who are like myself with the healing powers of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you got to respect their lifestyle, I guess. I, absolutely. But, but, but thing is though, you have the memories. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. I have the memories. It's, yeah. it's that, that can't be taken away from me. I, I can't share them. I don't need to. They were with me. It's fine. It's, it's, they're, pretty great you know it's fun it's like hooking like hooking up with a girl like you know it's like <laughs> well i don't know about that man but like i get to get the don't kiss and tell thing maybe but um yeah i get what you're saying dude so if you're so if let's say what's creek goes out of business tomorrow mm -hmm. and you can yep. describe your career with them using one word what word that what word would that be and why faithful Absolutely. The Blitzkrieg faithful. It, it is our fans and the way we put on shows is just so it's awesome, man. You guys are great. We love the Blitzkrieg fans. And I mean, it's, they are the faithful and I am the voice of the faithful and that is what they are. So that's the word, man. Faithful. Five years from now, what do you see yourself? older um still doing wrestling for fun you know um god with a teenage daughter <laughs> you know that that part scares me but uh still doing this man and still being happy and that's all that matters to me do you think with the um what aew has done professional wrestling do you think they kind of got more eyes on independent wrestling such as Blitzkrieg pro um yeah, I think we're at we're at a golden age of wrestling again right now, where um, competitions bringing out the best in both promotions. Plus, you got TNA coming back, and I mean, don't sleep on TNA, dude. TNA in the early aughts was some of the best wrestling on the planet, and brought forth some of the best stars in the industry. And um, they were still doing independent shows, but just independent shows weren't as prominent as they are now. Um, all these guys on the indies, all these guys you're seeing on the indies will be stars one day. I mean, Miracle Generation was number 55 in the top 100 tag teams in the world right now. Yeah. 
that's huge. And the, the, some of the people they were beating, it, it's like you look at the list, it's, it's no fucking slouch on the list. I mean, it's those guys are 22 and 21, I believe, for Christ's sakes. They're, they're, we'll see them at WrestleMania in five years. And we can say, like, hey, I watched them in a gym, you know? Yeah. And I get to say, hey, I know those guys. I brought those guys out and see, it's just, it's so dope, man. It's, it's a great feeling. Oh, yeah. A lot of wrestlers that, you know, you see these days, especially going to Blitzkrieg Pro, like, uh, Generation Miracle, uh, Leo Sparrows. It's it's not the question yep. of if they're going to get signed with a major company. The question is when. Yeah. Oh yeah. When when you're going to see the next Max Caster, the next MJF, like it's they all made their way through, and they're the next generation. Like, dude, look at Dante Drago, the frat star Dante Drago. Man, that guy is hilarious. He's got a great ring work. He just started teaming with um. The rocker boy Nick Robles and they got um Delta House as a tag team. That's that's another two guys who are gonna go great places, dude. Uh then you got the ship crew themselves, Bryce Donovan, Bobby Orlando, two of the best in the business right now. I'd put them against any tag team out there. And their singles matches are just as good. The stuff they do with Creative Pro. Like they're they're amazingly talented. You got CPA, Logan Black. All these guys, they're great. And I mean, like I said before, Andy Brown, I, I mean, it's the thick daddy. He's such a nice guy. He's got such a great gimmick that you cannot see him being successful. PJ Crawford, got Aaron Rourke. There's there's so many fucking people, man. Like, there's so many talented people to go through our doors. And it's it's awesome, man. You necessarily don't have to get signed from the major two to be you know popular and make a decent amount of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're doing it for the love of the business, man. You do it for the pop. You do it for what it feels like. It's it's fun. It's a kind of it's a kind of entertainment that few things in the world can do. And it's if it's 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, 1000 people, like I said, it's when you go through a curtain and you get in that ring and you can have people like basically be a conductor to a symphony of riled up fucking ready to have a good time wrestling fans. And you can just paint them to do what you want, which is just have a good time. And that's why it's so natural when it's like, I, one thing I always do is this match is scheduled for, and I'll throw my hand in the air and I'll let you guys all yell out one fall because God knows you want to do it. So why stop you? Let's not, let's just fucking encourage it. Let's encourage that participation. Do you think social media kind of like buries or bores the magic of professional wrestling a little bit with all the dirt it, sheets? And I, I'll say this, ready? There is few and far between times where surprises can happen in the business anymore because of social media. But there are times when they'll pull a swerve and you'll get that surprise and it still feels just as magical as when Hulk Hogan turned on WCW and joined the NWO, like when Pepsi Phil came back at the end of Survivor Series, when Bray Wyatt came back at the end of fucking, um, oh God, what was that pay-per-view that he came back at? I forgot. Uh, was it uh, Extreme Rules. Yeah, Extreme Rules, dude. When you think it's over and then boom, the fucking puppets. It's just few, like Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania. We all knew it was going to be him when he, when he was going to be the, the, the opponent for Seth. But, like, we were still just fucking waiting, like, oh, here it comes, man. It's going to be great. So there's there's time for surprises still, but there's it's also fun to have the anticipation of, like, 
knowing that someone's going somewhere like like the devil storyline like i really hope it has a good payoff i hope it's not something that just it feels lackluster because it's it's getting old it's I, i'm excited to see what you're gonna do with it but i hope it's not something just threw together last minute like i, I like being surprised i want to see something cool come out of it and it's as a wrestling fan that's what we wait for is those big surprises those big like oh god where are they going oh they're gonna go over there now it's like we finally have that back again and it doesn't feel like it did back when TNA, it was like if someone left WWE, they'd be in TNA right when that contract came out and they put the belt on him. And it just felt like rinse repeat for a while with that. But their own stars like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, like Austin Aries, like that was where the big TNA magic was, in my opinion, that made them like stand out in the odds, like the Ultimate X, all that stuff. But I mean, they brought in a lot of WWE guys and that helped their company like push a little further and further. And that's what AEW is doing too. They're taking these guys and pushing themselves a little further up the ladder each way they go. And, you know, they're throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks, you know? Do you think some people take professional wrestling way too seriously? I think wrestling fans can be some of the most toxic people on the fucking planet. Okay. You know, hey. it, it's... I love it. I'm a wrestling fan myself, but there's a certain degree of fandom that some of these people are just like assholes, you know, like plain and simple. I'll say it like it, it's I I just I, I'm, I'm I'm a hippie at heart, man. I, I want everyone to get along, have a good time. Like I jam, you jam. Let's have some fun, man. So like when people are in there criticizing every little damn thing, man, just like go along for the ride, man. Have some fun. You can not like it. That's cool. Voice your opinion. Everyone got one. But don't be a jerk about it. We all want to see each other succeed. Yeah. So you question something about the WWE right away. They're like, oh, AEW Homer. As I look at the message, I hate that. First of all, it's just like it doesn't it doesn't mean you're AEW Homer. I'm I'm a Jim Crockett guy. I like the NWA yep. Jim Crockett. It's like that's where I come from, not AEW. It's just that and woke. It's just like oh, why it's again, just, man. Everyone has everyone has their own opinions of what they like, and that's a beautiful part of wrestling. Is there's enough companies out there right now that you can go to one that caters to the style that you like. I mean, you got NWA, NJPW, friggin' um, GCW. You have like WWE, AEW, the big two. Impact is coming back to TNA. It's a freaking great time to be a wrestling fan, man. There's there's something for everyone. All right. So, what else is besides wrestle? Was it WrestleFest? Was it WrestleFest? Was it WrestleFest? Restival. It's the Restival. It is the 31st. I, yep. That, that's, that's, I mean, that, that's such a unique ter term. You know, that's like, well, festival, restival. It's a festival of wrestling activities. It's 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 hard to say. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like it's very, it's very fast, but I mean it's it's fun. You know, I mean I'm I'm excited about it. It's gonna be great shows, we've got some great promotions there. Top independent acts in the world, some of the top acts in the world, dude, like and like I keep saying, man, Ladder Hell, Main Event, Blitzkrieg, Bedlam Championship. We got Miracle Generation versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I mean, it's the rest of alone, our slot, 3 to 7, December 31st. Buy tickets. Buy tickets. That is, it's going to be a show that you're going to hear about. And to say you're there is going to be a thing. Yeah, because you hear like events that's like you mentioned before, it's like the WrestleMania. To me, this sounds like the Woodstock. 
of professional wrestling. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a great opinion, man. The Woodstock of professional wrestling. Yeah, we get a bunch of promotions together, put on a bunch of good shows, and, you know, we all fucking catapult each other, man, to try and bring it up. IWTV is great for that. I mean, it's – there's – this is some of the best wrestling companies, in my opinion, in the world today coming together to put together a show for – fans of professional wrestling and to try and get to a new crowd of wrestling fan and make everyone happy, man, and have a good time. And Flipstreet's job is like always be there, be the punk rock rowdy crowd and be the guys that steal the show, man. We are going to be the Blitzkrieg faithful and I am going to be the voice of the faithful and you guys are going to be loud and you're going to scream and you're going to shout and you're going to just fucking chant and have a great fucking time, man. That's all I care about. And where can people find Blitzkrieg and where they can can they find you on social media? Uh, BlitzkriegPro.net. I just joined um, X myself from being forced. But I'm on Instagram and on Twitter as Voice of the Faithful 420. I am also on Facebook as Voice of the Faithful 420. Um, that is my moniker pretty much everywhere now, even my PlayStation handle. Well, Phil, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Happy New Year and all that stuff. And if you can't make it to Restival, IWTV, it's $10 a month, guys. I mean, see this. Yeah, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. Capitalize on it before they start jacking up the price like everyone else. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for having me, man. Right, th thank you, Phil. And we'll be no right problem. back on KTB Media Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, KTB Media Podcast is back on the air. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you may be. My guest right now, what can you say about him? He is the Israel sensation. He is Yuval Goldsmith. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? I'm good. I hope I didn't your name. I hope I did not destroy your name. No, you did it actually perfect. It's Yuval Goldsmith. Indeed. Oh, good. <laughs> something's going around my life nice i had one guy i believe from a different podcast who said you love goldschmidt once which was funny um but yeah it's you love goldschmidt you see people believe that you know i'm having international talent from all over the world on yeah i just look at their names and like boom i got it no problem no problem the truth is about five ten minutes before we record i go on google translate I type the name in and then I'll hit like audio and then I'm saying, okay, that's how you say it. All right. All right. All right. And once in a while, I still screw it up. I mean, it's a Jewish name in my case, so it's going to be hard anyway. <laughs> it's a nice name. I'm not saying it's anything bad. Name is just uh, us Americans and our strange habits. What can I say? Oh, yeah. So if I'm you could married. describe your career using one word, what word would that be and why? Hmm. One word. Um a roller coaster, I would say. Definitely. I had my ups, I had my downs. Um, especially this year. I feel like 2023 is a whole was kind of a, a roller coaster on its own. Um it started great, then I had one injury, came back, had another injury. I mean <laughs> it was not my year when it comes to health. Um but wrestling-wise, I feel like it was a perfect year. I traveled more than any other year I've wrestled. 
um met new people it was pretty good i guess overall what were those injuries sorry what were those injuries um i tore my meniscus so that took me out for a bit and then i also tore a ligament in my ankle Jesus. yeah one in a show the other one in a training the training one's the worst. It's like the show, like you're doing what you love and you did, you know, you went down with the ship. Training is like, I was training. Lord, I was training. Come on. Also, you don't have the adrenaline that keeps you going. So you feel it immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Good point. I never thought of that. Very good point. <laughs> so why did you decide to become involved in the sport? Um, I'm a fan, like, since I'm four years old, I would say. I remember watching wrestling as a kid. Um, and actually, the way I got into the ring, I used to wrestle on a trampoline with my younger brother and everything. You know, the classic backyarder, 10-year-old kid who, who has a dream and is a fan. Um, and I was looking for a new trampoline because I broke mine. And I saw like a place that had a huge trampoline and in the back I saw a wrestling ring and I was like, wait a second. So I started to do some digging and I found the Israeli wrestling league. Um, and I started training there and since then, never stopped. Did you watch wrestling while you were growing up? And if so, what were some yeah. of your favorite matches? Um, I would say my go-to match is Taker Michaels as much as a cliche as it sounds. Um, I feel like it has it all. Um, some other ones I love. There's one from RBD and Eddie Guerrero that I watched also recently that I really liked. Um, mostly WWE stuff. Um, especially like 2005 ish and forward. Mm -hmm. Um, some New Japan matches because now I'm looking a lot into Okada and. Who else I watched recently? I saw um, I feel like yeah, it was the G one the twenty eight from a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so I watched that one as well recently. I mean, <laughs> gotta do my homework. <laughs> That's true, you do. Yeah, but so definitely like I love Eddie Guerrero, love RVD, Michaels is my go to. Um, some Ricochet now and then, like from the independent scene as well, but also now from like WWE. Um, some AEW as well sometimes, New Japan, of course, trying to get some inspiration from everywhere. So how did, how long did your training start, uh, take before your first match? And tell us about your first match. I started training in 2014. Uh, my first match was the end of 2014. I started training. My first match was January 16th, 2016. Uh, it was an academy show for the IWL, the Israeli Wrestling League. Mm -hmm. I wrestled a guy named Tal Baron, uh, who I wrestled later as well. Uh, I won. <laughs> nice. Which is always nice. Um, it was a pretty good match, I think, for for a first match. They didn't let me go to the top rope, but I did hit a second rope crossbody <laughs> and a standing moonsault. <laughs> so that was... I would say the most interesting part of the match. Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of your highlights before, and you 
you can like dance in the air. You really can. What wrestler influenced that style? Uh, Mysterio, Ricochet, Osprey, all of these guys. Like I've been watching some Mexican guys, like Commander and uh, Hero the Vikingo recently, and they're insane. I mean, that's kind of what I want to do. But also, I'm trying to keep it more European style and still respect the the mat. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, hard to, I, it's hard to imagine, you know, you read stuff on social media about WWE has the greatest wrestlers and the stars in the world. As you look on your TV and you see um, Del Vico, whatever his name is, doing like a reverse, you know, 360 to a to like, and he's just like, those stars, those wrestlers have to start when they're really young to pull something off like that. That's real love the sport. Yeah. I mean, even Rey Mysterio started at the age of 12, I believe, or 14, was it? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So you have to start young, like, if you really want to learn all of that. But for me, like, when it comes to high flying, it's about the body control and the body movement itself. Because understanding how to do that correctly is way harder than just throw your body and hope that you will land correctly. Because yeah, learning how to understand where your body is compared to the ground at all time is the hard part. And some have it naturally, which I think it's my case. Some people can learn it and some people just can never understand how. Uh, some people gravity likes. And some people gravity doesn't like. That's <laughs> You put it perfectly. So what promotions are you currently working for? Um, I'm training with WXW, but I'm working especially uh, recently with Badizoy. They changed their name lately to Banger Zone Wrestling, which I really suggest all of you to check out. Uh, they have some great matches. They have a show coming up in March, sorry, February. Um, some big names, names are coming. Uh, I don't remember the whole list, but we had also Mike Bailey there. We had um, some GCW guys. Over there, it's it's a great promotion. I feel like they're going to be the the GCW of Europe, if they're not already. Um, I worked with GWP in South Germany. I'm Germany-based, so obviously the, the whole German scene. Um, in the Netherlands, in Belgium, in France, I'm a champ over there as well. I'm working a lot of small promotions. Uh, I did some WXW this year as well which was nice. Um, I worked with Chaotic this year. I did Wrestling Open this year. Uh, I did Fight Life, which was fun. I think they have a great product going on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hold any championships in those promotions? I have three belts as of now. I have one in CWG in Germany, Central uh wrestling germany central yeah central wrestling germany um gwp um and one in aya catch which is a french promotion in lyon which championship was meant the most to you to win i feel like the first one always is the the big one i feel like the gwp was the first one i won and then okay. less than a month after i won the aya catch championship um i've been working with gwp for 
two years now and winning the belt exactly a year after I debuted for them, which was also my first match in Germany. So I feel like it's a nice closure for everything. Um, also, the history of the belt, it had people like Absolute Andy, who passed away recently, who was basically one of the biggest names in German wrestling. Uh, so he had the belt as well at some point. Um, and also the promotion itself had some big names coming in and out, like Will Ospreay and Malachi, Malachi uh, Black, back then Tommy End. Um, so I feel like the promotion and the history of the belt and the belt itself has all of meaning. So I would go with that. Yeah, because the legacy of a championship is just as important then. Definitely. That's what I keep on saying. I keep on saying because in WWE, Logan Paul is the U.S. champion. And it's been over 50 days since he won the championship. No defenses. Been on television twice when it was recorded. And I was like, doesn't that hurt that legacy of that championship? You can say that the same about Reigns, though. I'm sorry, I mean, what's that? You can say the same about Roman Reigns' uh, reign as well, because he defended yeah. like 37 times or so. I don't remember the number. Yeah. Um, but still, a thousand days. So is it... No, you're absolutely right. I, I grew up watching Jim Crockett's NWA. So it's like, you know, the U.S. Championship, Magnum T.A. held it, Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, and then you see Logan Paul on his show trying to pawn the championship. And I was like, what the? I might be getting old. I'm in my 40s. I might be getting my old man yelling from the porch stage of my life. <laughs> I feel like it's... Uh... Maybe it's just them trying to reach to a different kind of uh, crowd, maybe like a younger crowd, or because I feel like that's what WWE is trying to do right now. Um, but anyway, I don't know exactly, so I can't really say anything about it. Who knows what they're thinking these days? <laughs> you never know. So, what's your primary finisher maneuver, and why is it your finisher of choice? So I'm doing this shooting star press, and actually I got it. I got the okay to use it from Matt Seidel himself, which is great. Right. Because his shooting star press is one of the most beautiful ones, in my opinion. Uh, I wrestled him for the IPWA Championship back in 2019. Was it? Yeah, 2019. Um, it was a low ceiling place, so we couldn't really hit anything from the top rope. And I asked him, is it okay if I'll do like a running shooter on you? It's like, if your shooting star is that nice, then yeah, sure, you can also use it like in the match. It's okay with me. So I did a shooting star on him. He still won the match. <laughs> um, and after the match, it was like, you can keep using it. It's okay. I was like, oh, thank you. That's awesome. I mean, it's I grew up watching him in ECW and... WWE and everything, and it was amazing. That's that's nice. You're blessed with that move. Okay. <laughs> Even so, though my knees are effed up right now, uh, I'm still going to keep using it just because of that. So in your career, what are some of your favorite matches? I had one recently with Senza Volto, who's a French wrestler uh, at Badizoy, Banger Zone which I really, really enjoyed. I wrestled LSG this year as well. He's a great wrestler, in my opinion, and a great friend. Um, I had a match 
earlier this month against Alex Kane and Norman Harris. Uh, for like the stipulation was that if the champion like is pinned, then he loses the belt basically. So it was for the MLW championship, it was for the CWG championship, and Norman Harris like cashed in a contract which led him into the match, uh, which was not planned. It was not announced. So yeah, it changed my my perspective on the match while it was going. Uh, I managed to win the match. Got hurt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I pinned Norman and not Alex Kane. So unfortunately, I'm not the MLW champion right now. But that's life, I guess. Yeah, but, he, but in his mind, he's probably thought I was the greatest player. Oh, I tricked everyone. I was able to cash his in. And politics, politics, politics. <laughs> what can you say? Exactly. So what are some of your favorite rivalries that you've had in your career? Well, it depends because I'm not really working much with uh, promotions that has long-term storytelling going, um, mm. which is unfortunate. I would love to do that. Um, probably one of my favorite people to wrestle uh, are Elijah Bloom, Elia Bloom from Germany. I feel like he's amazing in the ring and so fun to work with. Uh, he was the WXW shotgun champion until recently. Mm. So working with him is always like wrestling him is always a pleasure. I I love working with him. Um, who else? I worked with uh, Joe Landau and Danny Black from uh, Progress. They work progress like Progress and RevPro. I think they also did GCW at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe for sure. Danny, I'm not sure. Uh, really fun working with these guys as well because they're so athletic and so quick. Um, so I feel like the mix between me and them in the ring is really nice. Uh, definitely want to work with LSG again. That was fun. And Matt Seidel because... Still, uh, I'm still the number one contender for the championship, so we need to get that going sometime. Like, right. some yeah, now you use politics on your side, be like, I'm number one contender. Oh, yeah, yes. I worked hard for that. I had to beat Karen Noir for that. He hard work, sorry, you pay your hard work's gotta pay off somehow. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hopefully, it will pay off with the belt. We'll see. Are there any uh, moves that get done to you in the ring that you go, like, before it's done, you just go, this is going to suck? Power bombs, I would say. <laughs> Definitely power bombs. Um, and drivers, all, all sort of drivers. Jeez. So if you've had all these injuries, you have, what motivates you to stay in the business? Because most people will just be like, I've heard wrestlers. It's the fire, inside. It's the fire it? inside of you that just doesn't let you stop. I just love wrestling that much. <laughs> I've heard people I quit like the first day of training. Sorry? I've heard people quit in the first day of training. Well, that's the reason they're not wrestlers, I guess. <laughs> I was it's smart. Not for everyone. I just started a podcast. Like that. I just a podcast. That's smart. But that's right. the beautiful thing about wrestling. You can get in the business in so many ways. You don't have to be a wrestler 
to be part of the business. You can do a podcast, you can be a ref, you can be in production, you can even be a videographer and still be part of the business. There are so many places for everyone to fit in. If you really like it, you will find yeah. the way in. What do you th- what goes through your mind when you see on social media or someone tells you that wrestling is fake? I'm just saying, usually get in the ring with me for 10 minutes and see what happens. Try it's to run the road for five minutes straight and see what happens. The cardio is different than any other type of cardio that you will do. Falling on your back sucks. Falling on your back from the top rope sucks even more. You can't fake those stuff. It hurts. Like, my injuries are real. I broke my nose. I have a torn meniscus, torn ligaments. My neck is, like, effed up. It's all real. You can't really fake that. Yeah. I got in an argument with a couple people on social media because I was dumb and bored. And they were saying about, you know, wrestling, it was fake. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure Shard Flair, who recently tore up her knee completely, she's like out of action for nine to 12 months. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure she'll agree that it's fake. Anyway, well, she's a stunt woman. And I was like, still, st- I mean, you can't say a movie when a stunt person gets hurt. You can exactly. just find some other stunt person to finish the story. That's usually what I'm telling them. When you go watch a movie in the theater, you know it's all fake. You know it's fiction. But you still watch it and enjoy it. Same with wrestling. Okay, it's a show. It's entertainment. But it still happens like right in front of you live. If we fuck up something in the ring, you will see that. We will feel that. Yeah, and when people go like you, when you fucked up or call it a botch, I always think to myself, I want to see you do it. You go in there and she told that wrestler what he did wrong. And they won't be able to do it. It's like being in the ring with you for two minutes. I'm not saying five minutes. You're being too nice. Two minutes. And they're going to be like... I'll add even more to that. Uh, I don't know if you got into real fights, but in real fights, you sometimes throw and you don't hit. (laughs) Sometimes you miss. Sometimes, let's say you hit the wall accidentally. Like, it can happen even in real fighting situation. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. mistakes happen everywhere. Especially when the risk is that high and everything needs to be picture perfect. Like, there is so much room for mistakes. Like, your career can end literally every second, any second in that ring. Like, are you ever satisfied with a, if you were part of a big main event? Or do you always think to yourself man, I could have done this differently and that differently. And people are saying, that was a great main event, but you still feel like it wasn't good? Always. I'm never like 100% happy with my matches. I feel like I can always do better after because I'm like, ah, I could have done that and that differently. Could have tried to do that part maybe with a bit more emotion or maybe change that or maybe take that out. It's always like that. Do you think AEW has opened the door for more like independent leagues, international leagues, to get more eyes on different promotions? I believe so, yeah. Um, especially for the like US, like the United States States independent scene. Uh with Europe, they had a few coming in, uh, but now like there's no one recently, as far as I'm concerned, that is coming from Europe, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. 
Mm. Um, but it's always great to have more opportunities for people. So many guys got signed to ROH and AW. It's amazing. Like they can live from wrestling, which is the goal of all of us, I would say. What's somebody, if you could have a dream match with anyone from past or present, who would it be against? That's a good question. Uh, I would go with either Michaels or Mysterio. Um, Michaels, because it's one of the best to ever do, like to ever do it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mysterio actually is the same, but Ray Mysterio style is something that I feel like working with will be more interesting when it comes to the athleticism. And Michaels is like the perfect mix of athleticism, storytelling, and also like technical wrestling. So I would say the two of them. What's some of the differences that you've noticed between wrestling in America compared to wrestling in, say, Germany? Uh, in Germany, for the most part, it's more uh, catch wrestling. It's more technical and less running to the ropes, I would say. In the U.S., every time like you watch wrestling, it's all like running spots and very, very flashy. While in Germany, you do have like the highs and lows in the match. Um, of course, you have like a mix of everything in the U.S. Also in Germany, we have like a mixture of everything. It's not exactly like 100% technical or 100% spot fest. Uh, as people call it. Uh, but I feel like the American scene is known mostly for being quicker, higher-paced, um, fleshier, in a way. I do like both, like both styles. I have nothing against it. No, I agree. I mean, I saw... Um, I can't uh, pronounce the name for that. S-T-L-H-M. This professional wrestling okay it's a Mar marcus of man is in that promotion but anyways uh, i don't know who you know who he is but i was watching um he was on the show one time and I, he said watch this watch my event you'll feel something different compared to what you watch in america so i was like hey you know to me it's like free wrestling one night great you know i'm in and i saw the there's event on youtube and it's, to me, it just brought out some type of like excitement that I, it's like the, the European wrestling believes of the wrestling magic, where American wrestling, they break it down too much, they criticize it, they go against each other. It's just, you know, it's just, it's a different feeling. I get that. I mean, also in Europe, we hit harder than in the US, I would say that. The European guys hit way harder than the US guys. <laughs> I would not disagree with that at all. <laughs> so, we think some of them are the. What are the most important traits do you need to be good at your job? Dedication and passion, I would say, is the main two. Um, because without passion, you won't get far at all. Probably you'll stop after your first training or something, because either. Physically, you can't endure the pain that comes into it, 
Mm-hmm. And when I say passion, it's not about like the passion of wrestling. It's about the passion of doing it in the ring. Because it's two different things. Because passion for wrestling, all fans have, basically. We're all passionate about it. But the passion to do it in the ring has to be so high that you are willing to go through the pain of falling on your back, landing on your head, getting hit in the face and everything, and still keep doing it. So it's a bit different than just watch it or doing it from outside of the ring. Um, and dedication, because if you're not going to be dedicated to it, then you're not going to get far. You have to train, you have to study matches, you have to understand the psychology, like all of it. You're not just an athlete, but you're a student as well. Exactly. Like everything, I feel like, because when you want to work as a lawyer, for example, you have to go and study for every case. And Mm -hmm. same thing also with wrestling because for every match you wrestle different guys so you have to learn their style sometimes you have to learn how to adapt to their styles and work with them uh sometimes you have language barriers if you work with japanese guys or with mexican guys not all the time you you'll be able to speak english to everyone um so there's that as well but i would say yeah these two are definitely the main two other than that I can't really think about anything else that comes to my mind right now. What's the best piece of advice you have been, ever been given? Slow down. <laughs> Which I'm still learning how to do. I feel like I, I still haven't managed to fully get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I'm in the ring, I'm still... Maybe it's because my style is very quick and very fast and everything like happened so fast. Um, but for what we feel in the ring, that is fast for the crowd. It's like two times even more than that. So people need time to digest what happened in the ring. So I feel like that's something I still learning how to do. Uh, and it's the pacing basically learning how to slow down and then pick up the pace or learning how to let the crowd and listen to them. Because sometimes you have a plan for a match and you go there and you're like, I'm going to do A, B, C, D, E. But then you go there and the crowd turns you heel because they don't like you. Mm-hmm. And if it's like a one-time show that you're doing and the crowd want the other guy to hit you in the face, I guess you got to give them what they want at some point. So you might have to learn how to adjust to that as well. Do you prefer to be looked at as a face or a heel? Uh, baby face, usually. I would say mainly because of the style I wrestle in. Uh, even though I don't have a baby face. <laughs> like, face. Um, yeah. I still like working as a baby face more than a heel. I'm I'm cool with working as a heel. I just go more technical and more, like, um, I would say ground-based and grappler style, like grappling style style but uh high flying is is what got me in so and that's what yes. i'm good at honestly <laughs> yeah. high flying seems more happier than just you know exactly. how can you be yeah. better than a high flyer 
it's like you're high flying in the air. You're in the air enjoying the breeze until you find out that gravity doesn't like you. <laughs> the so, thing is, like when you're when you're jumping off the top rope, for example, it feels like forever to hit the ground. I don't know if it's just me, but I heard like other people say that. Uh, even if you fuck up something and you slip from the rope, like the way down feels like eternity, basically. I mean, I still, I still don't understand. I mean, I'm very grateful and blessed having athletes like you putting your body on the line like that. But I felt what, what the ring felt feels like. You know, just going oh, yeah, in and just feeling it, and I was like, why? Why the heck would you do something? Why? I God bless you, but why? It's like, jeez. My parents probably agree with you on that. <laughs> they ask the same question all the time. Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, the ring is definitely not fun to land on, especially if you land wrong. Yeah. That's... I would say but that's if... the one. Yeah. But let's say professional wrestling never existed. What would you be doing? That's a good question. Um, I would say I'll either focus on trading and real estate and stuff like that, or I'm a big watch enthusiast. Uh, I'm big into watches, so I'll probably go and learn maybe how to be a watchmaker or something. I don't know. I'll probably go that way. Both wrestling being invented and is around and everything. Five years from now, where do you see yourself? Hopefully signed. Um, I don't really mind being signed with any promotion. I don't have a favorite. I mean, of course, the dream is WWE. I'm not going to lie. The dream is WWE. Always was, always will be. Um, but if AW will come with an offer, I will be the last one to say no. If New Japan will come with an offer, of course, I will say yes as well. Uh, Impact, a great place to be as well. I feel like... The right step is to get to one of the main leagues and just see where the wind blows and what happens next. Uh, and that's where I'm working to get in the next five years. I mean, people are sweeping on impact. I, I'm saying, like, with this new launch of TNA, bring back TNA. Impact like, is great. Say, like, people are sleeping on it. It's like, wait till they bring so back to TNA. In January, they got to put a lot of money in to bring big – people should be talking more about it, but they're not. I can't also, they signed Leon Slater now, who's a great talent. I worked with him once and just amazing, really. Yeah, I just don't understand why they're not talked as much as they are, but what do I know? I guess I guess they will get there. I feel like now Impact is getting back to where it used, like, used to be. Some of the uh, impact uh, TV ratings are higher than AEW Collision or Rampage sometimes. I mean, that's not anything to spin. I understand that it's with cable, it's not streaming, and I understand all that. But cable from the cable side, you know, it's that's drawing. Yeah. So, what events do you have coming soon? So, I have. Actually, I'm taking a vacation on January because I haven't been on a real vacation for so long. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm flying to Milan to enjoy uh, beautiful Italy. But when I'm coming back from there, I have 
a show in Germany for a promotion called Legion. I have Body Zoy, Banger Zone. I have GWP. Um, I'm actually debuting this year in Milan, in Milan Wrestling Federation. So that's coming up as well. Um, I am going to be probably at the Backlash weekend as well, working a show. Still can't confirm that 100%, but it's like 99.9%. Uh, I'm not going to say yet more information about it because nothing is... Until it's not 100% sure, then it's not 100% sure. But it's getting there. It's like in the last stage of confirmation and everything. So I'm going to do the Backlash weekend in Lyon, in France. Um, hopefully I'll manage to get to the US this year. I don't ha- know if I'll have time for that because I do have some bookings aligned for basically every month of the year. Um, but I will try my best to get to the US as well because I love the like New England wrestling scene is amazing in my opinion. Oh, the really people there are amazing. The fans are amazing. Are amazing. Everything. Thank you. Thank I mean, you Limitless. Much. Limitless is definitely a place I want to go to. Definitely. I'm uh, working. Sorry. New England wrestling is big. I mean, people don't. It, it, once again, people are sleeping on New England's wrestling. Many different really? nice promotions that get AEW stars, and they're they're good. I mean, you have wrestling open every Thursday. And so many names are coming there sometimes, like to they they just pop out. Um and people are like sleeping on that. I feel like the whole scene in New England deserve more love from the wrestling community. And I just want to say right now to my audience, being a New Englander myself, I do not ask them to give love. This is coming from him, not coached. This is just a smart wrestler, probably the smartest wrestler I have ever had on this show. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I actually have been to Boston. I, I've been to, like, I, I stayed in Boston. I wrestled all, all around uh, New England for the month of February. So that was amazing. Really, like, can't can wait to go back. Yeah, I just wish more New England events were closer to my neck of the woods. I'm, like, two hours away from the closest show. Oh. I have a seven-hour drive coming up this weekend, so... <laughs> yes, of course you're going, oh, yeah. seven hours, you pussy, you American pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So where can people find you on social media to keep up with your travels? Um, so they can find me on Instagram at, at Yuval Goldschmidt, uh, X as well, even though I'm not that active over there. Uh, I would say stick to Instagram. Why not? Instagram is great. It's a happy place. <laughs> As we yeah, said before. Place. <laughs> exactly. You can watch some, I don't know, like uh, Keaton videos and you can watch me kicking ass at the same time. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Perfect. Without, without trolls saying like, this guy sucks. No, you see less than that on Instagram. A whole lot less. Exactly. It's amazing. You can find some of the matches on YouTube as well. Um... Also, if you want, you can buy some merch. We'll never say no to that. Uh, everything is on my Instagram account, I would say. You can find everything there. You don't do TikTok? I should start doing TikTok, actually. I feel like it's big in, in America. Um, but it's either I'm just too much of an old school guy <laughs> yeah. or I'm just not a good videographer or video editor. 
in that case to do that. But yeah, definitely I to look, get TikTok. I look at TikTok and I'm like, I can't just, I can't figure this out. What I could do on TikTok, I could do on Instagram. Exactly. And Instagram is way better. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> do, you, do you have any plans for New Year's Eve? Um, I'm actually resting on the 29th, so I'll be back home on the 30th, hopefully. Um, I'm just going to stay at home. Probably watch some Netflix. Maybe watch some wrestling. Why not? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Watch wrestling till the till it turn, almost turned midnight. Do the countdown with my sweetie and just go to bed. Perfect. Well, Sounds I like a good plan. Yeah, see, it's a great, it's a great life. You have to look at the glass half full. Life time. is amazing. It is, and it's really sad when you go like watch the news and hearing what's going on, and it's just like, it's like why. I can experience. I can tell like firsthand, uh, especially now with everything that goes back home in Israel, uh, and uh, I mean, I personally lost one really close friend and some other people I used to go to school with and it's yeah it's absolutely terrible but yeah. hopefully we'll have peace soon and that's all i can say i don't want to get political over here <laughs> i know but, but i just feel like it's like pointless that's the whole thing it's like for what but anyways you're right this is a wrestling side of the show not a political side i appreciate you coming on thank you very much today and thank look forward for having me and look forward to keep on following you on Instagram. Only Instagram. <laughs> well, thank you thank for coming you so on. And thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for watching. Take care of yourselves. Happy New Year. This is KTB Media Podcast, and we are all out. <laughs>